What's happening, everybody? Yo, let's go ahead and introduce there. for the third time. Three times a charm like, below it's like, it's the like a Mark Wahlberg, Peter Berg movie for me. It's like yes, third yes. time charm. This is the trilogy. This is the uh, the Return of the Jedi. This the is Holy the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the one and only actor extraordinaire. He's been on some amazing projects, but lately you can catch him on the Righteous Gemstones and on Showtime. City on a Hill. Yeah, it's happening. James Dumont, glad to have you back on BTB. Glad to be back, man. I was trying to kick on through. I'm, 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 no, no, no slight to the original, the originators of Skype. They must have been, they must have been so pissed when Zoom came live. Like, ah, Zoom. Dudes, they don't know anything. We 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 monopolize. We got this. They're the OGs, but the OGs are like, oh no, we got you, buddy. So yeah, like, it was good to get back to the OG of Skype because I've been I've been zooming for the last you know four years now. So I literally just finished a Zoom to come over to Skype. So oh, like, there you go. Yeah, OG right. You get old school big time right here. Old school here, and of course, like with old school things, you know, you got your lingering issues, but nonetheless, we're happy to have. Check out our MySpace page after this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a telegraph uh, of my uh, of the of the of thing. So what's It'll going go on? With, what do you guys It'll go great with my laser disc collection. There you go. Well, I got I got reel to reel over here. So let's and an eight track. I actually, <laughs> I actually still have an eight track player in here. I, the do cool you really? Thing, yeah, I don't think you guys know this, but like my great great uncle was Alan Dumont, who was one of the inventors of the picture tube. And the first wow. television network was wow. the Dumont Television Network, which had Captain Video and the Show of Shows and this thing called the Jackie Gleason show. And they did this little oh, sketch wow. about a bus oh. driver named Alf and his friend named Norton. And that became the honeymooners. So wow. my family nice. was like, this back goes back to like the, you know, the forties. Um, and I have the Dumont 1000. It's an actual old school console. It's, le- it's the last one before they went out of business and it has cassette tape. It has real to re- you know, it has, it has a turntable. It has eight track. And then it has AMF, and it's in a console, and it's uh. So I have the Dumont 1000. So I have eight track tapes that still play. It is kind of weird because it's like, na 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 na. The song will kind of figure out. I mean, it's like who knows how old these eight tracks are? They're for you know. Well, so I that that's well, the closest I had. I used to have reel to reel track too back in the day. Interesting. So, what a cool family like history. The size of a room. What's that? This uh this console. Uh, it was bigger, but we I had it totally redone. I had a friend of mine in Los Angeles who was a really good carpenter and he just got rid of all the extra stuff you didn't need. You know what I mean? It was and it's just birch wood and it's it's really I'll I'll take a picture of it and send it to you guys. It's it's I keep it in the hall hallway of, you know, but people go to the bathroom at my house and they're like, What's this thing? Oh, it's your name on it. I was like, that's eh, a cool little story there. But yeah. <laughs> it helps get all the women, right? What's that? It helps get all the women, right? Lay, oh yes, big time. You know the eight track. This, if you really want to score, you pull that eight, pull that eight track out in your in your in your in your IROC, your Chevy IROC, and you got that eight track in there. Man, there you go. Don't come and knock because I'm well, rocking the IROC. You know. You know. Oddly enough, cassettes are making a resurgence, so I I, I wouldn't oh, be surprised. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised about the thing. cassettes sucked. No, because here's the thing. Cassettes don't. I was a DJ, so cassettes were the way I got business. But the thing about cassettes were, man, when you made a when you made a tape for a girl, 
Oh, and you pick the right oh, song. Oh, yes. Yeah. Forever. Strong. Like one of my first loves, like I still have the cassette that she made for me. Like it's oh. got Dire Straits on there. It's got Talking Heads. Yes. But I mean, like she, I borrow that? she made mm. she made a cassette tape for me yes. thinking about every song in our relationship. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you can't. That's Both not a deep Were they songs for the radio? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, sometimes. that was even harder. Used... You had to wait for the song to come on. Oh, yeah. No, the last I, minute. Dude, I I have cassette recordings of me doing my own radio show, you know, like back when I was like 10 or 12 years old. It's just, it's it's ah, ridiculous. Cool. Well, you know, you got a lot of free time, you know, you like, you know, it's like. <laughs> well, so. I think that's a good segue, James, into Let's your 90 set show called City on a Hill. Yes, Just checked bro. out the uh, season two uh, episode one um, uh, that you're in as Randy Finch. And yeah. it's all about the 90s. I loved all the 90s hair and the wardrobe and the vehicles. I mean, they were really true to the time of the 90s. Very you good got job. A couple of, you, got a, you, got a, you got a kind of a perfect storm here because you got Philly boy uh, Kevin Bacon. You right. got Aldous Hodge, who's like just – the emotional, like the guy is a fucking bull. I'm sorry. Am I, yes. I, I'm allowed you to can say whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. All right. Because I remember our I, show, James. You remember. I know. I just got to make sure. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, everything's so fucking PC right now. I, thank you. Right. Thank you, James. I Somebody can't knock down the R word anymore. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that like triggers everybody now. It's like, <laughs> can't say fucking retard. Like, eh, that's if, if it applies. No, I'm just kidding. So the point is, uh, there's a perfect storm because you kind of have, you have that rawness that Kevin Bacon, like he's got that Philly Boston thing kind of going on. And Jack Moore, you hate, you love to hate him and you hate to love him. And uh, if you, did you guys watch uh, my episode five? I didn't watch five, but I watched the first one. Okay. Dude, dude, dude. In episode five, he does this monologue about a fire. That's all I'm going to fucking say. And it's, I just played it for my students uh, in terms of uh, on Zoom just now. Oh, cool. And everybody was like, wow, it's just, it, it was, it's a master class of, of the way in which that he, that he, he's got this guy down. Like if they were to do an, like submit for the Emmys, if he just submits this one little monologue he did in episode 205, that's all you need. Like, go ahead. I'll put him up against any motherfucker on TV right now. It, it, it's so well done. And he's so masterful the way he does it. And and I'm happy to say, you know, now we've gotten to know each other because I met him on Patriots Day and I did a cool thing on him at Patriots Day. And I ever talk about this? So on Patriots Day, I came off of work in Deepwater Horizon. Yes. And um, there were these other roles that like Mark had his friends that he because it was in Boston and it was, you know, about the, you know, he had he had people that he was picked that he picked for some role, but Pete wanted me in. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was Pete's boy. Mark had his boys and he's back in Boston, right? And so there was some roles that I was that I was kind of vying for that went to Mark's guys. And so I ended up having this kind of smaller role, but I just came off like 12 weeks, pick, you know, run to the picture in Deepwater Horizon with Pete. And I remember like one of the first days that Jeff Bridges came, he just came off of working Hateful Eight for Quentin Tarantino, where Quentin was like a like a taskmaster, every comma, every period. It had to be done word perfect. Or right. we, or no one eats. You know what I mean? No one <laughs> leaves the cabin. Till wow. It's right. So this is what this is what Kurt Russell was subjected to. And then 
he gets gets on set and it's I've been working a few days before Kurt kind of came in and it was like he had this long, long monologue that he had spent the whole weekend working on. And I knew Pete was fast and loose with stuff. Pete was like, nah, 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 forget the words. We're just going to do blah, 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 blah. Let's, you're going to come in here. You're going to do this thing. And it was like, and so Kurt comes in and he starts to do the thing. And Pete's like, no, 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 Kurt, 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 Kurt. No, no, no. Throw all the words out. No, no, no. You're not going to do any of it. He goes, Pete, we got, we got two and a half pages. He goes, no, no, no. Right. Worry about it. Tell a fishing story. Just, just what? tell a fishing story. And all of a sudden, Kurt Russell's face just get blood red. And he goes, Pete, can I talk to you for a second? And I'm like, oh, shit, man. <laughs> Snake Pleskin is about to do a beatdown on fucking Peter. Come, guys. Come look at this. I'm like, come check this out, Mark. He's about to, And Mark's like, what's up? I was like, uh, you know, something's up. And, they, and you hear this like, all weekend long, I, Peter, I worked on these words all – I gave up time with my kids. I didn't mm-hmm. go to dinner with them. I'm work. Nothing gets me more angry than working on words that are never going to end up in the movie. You right. Know? And, and Pete goes, puts his hand on his shoulder. He goes, I apologize, Kurt. I'm not, I'm not Quentin Tarantino. They'll, whatever you want to say in this entire movie from this point on is absolutely fine. Enjoy your time with your family when you're not working. <laughs> We'll, we'll figure it out when we get here. Just figure out what's going on in the scene. Right. And, happen. and he goes, I think I can do that. <laughs> and it's all good, right? You know, like, and, then everything, and then everything's gravy from that. And then Kurt's like a happiest guy. So then I get to, the, 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 I get to Patriots Day, right? And I just finished work, work with Mark and uh, Pete. I, I just on the thing, and Mark pulls me aside, and we kind of play. We've been playing each other like we're like brothers, and you know, he's got a gun. He's look, I got to come over. Here. I want to talk to you like like he's gonna hit me or something, like a brother kind of thing. And he talks about how love he loved that they did a test screen of Deep Water. He loved my work in Chicago. He goes, that's why you're here, Pete, and I love you. This is great, and I was, this is great. And then Kirk, and then Kevin comes over, and he's got the same thing. He's got like three pages of dialogue, and he is good friends with Michael Beach, and I know Michael Beach, and so. I, at a certain point, it kind of breaks before we get going. I said, hey, uh, Kevin, I'm James. I, I just finished working with Pete on Deep Water. I just want to give you a heads up that don't be surprised if you don't end up saying all these words in this scene. You know, mm-hmm. that Pete sometimes likes to fast and loose, and he's kind of looking at me like, I don't know who the fuck you are. I was like, who's this fucking guy? And, and because, I'm, because Beach introduced me, he's like, no, he's a friend of mine. He's just worked with it for 12 weeks. Right. And so he's kind of like, okay, okay. And, and Kurt, uh, Kevin's not sure how to fucking make it, right? And so he gives me, you know, the stink eye a little bit and untrust. Like, is somebody going to fuck me on this movie? You know, somebody out, out, out for me. And, he, and Pete walks over and he goes, hey, uh, forget about what the dialogue here is. Here's the main things I need to do. And he turns over and he looks at me and he goes, <laughs> he gives me this thumbs up. He goes, You're, I, I'm never going to forget this, dude. And, and then the minute that scene was over, he came over. He goes, hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. He goes, we're going to have some fun. I said, oh, we sure are. And he goes, is he always like this? I said, yeah, man. It's like a corner man in boxing. And he goes, wow. All right. Let's play. And it was like, then from then on, and then when I got on the set of City and the Hill, he was directing right. my first episode. And he oh, knew good. exactly who I was. Oh, He's good. like, I saw your audition. He goes, man. I, yes, I want that guy. It was awesome. And then so that's we how that happened. We were, yeah, we rehearsed it once, and then he he's like, I I got no notes. 
He goes, no, no, no. I just let's, uh, yeah, let's bring the crew in. Let's do, we just rehearsed it once. He goes, let's just bring the crew in, you know? And then he just sat by the monitor and he kind of watched, you know? And he goes, uh, we did it like three or four times. And then um, he kind of came over and he goes, that went better than I ever imagined that scene could go. And he goes, I really thank you for doing it because he knew that I now here's the other thing, a perfect storm. Tom Fontana, homicide, St. Elsewhere, Oz, one of the, one of the one of the executive producers in here. You got Tom Fontana and Barry Levinson as the executive producers, and you got this feel like you're like you're watching the new the new version of The Wire, because it's that it's it's Boston it's Boston's version Boston, of the wire, yeah, right? Boston, and all yeah. the corruption and the cops and the thing, right? So yeah. that that's the perfect storm in there, you know, is that you got you got the guys that have that were the, the original homicide, which became the wire later. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And then you got that Oz flavor and then you got the New York mix. You got the Boston mixed in there, you know, and then you got and you got Aldous Hodge and you got Kevin Bacon and then you got uh, 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 Jill uh, Hennessy from Law and Order doing a flawless kind of working class kind of Boston accent. I mean, it, for me, it, it, if you're looking for the binge watch, this is this is the thing. And everybody's looking for that kind of binge. watch. I know it's on yes. Showtime. It's a little bit. Not everybody has Showtime. I get it. Some have people. It's have also on Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. That's also, a- they did put a bunch of episodes for free on YouTube for, for people to watch. Like if you want to see something that's like The Wire, go to YouTube and you can watch like the first episode of each season for free. No way. That's yep. That's really smart because this show should be watched more. Yeah. And we're just getting started. You don't, you, you don't. It's a fantastic series, James. Kevin and Bacon, you know, you do five years with Kevin Bacon. Kevin you know Bacon. I mean? And why ha- this show hasn't been recognized at the Emmys, I don't know. Uh, yeah. It takes a while. The Wire like, had the same problem. Yeah, say yeah. The Wire, it's something about David Simon and the Academy. I don't know what it is. It, it boggles yeah. my mind all the way through. See, yeah. Yeah, same thing when we were doing Treme. We just got ignored. I don't know what it is. It's an East Coast, West Coast gangster battle i don't know what <laughs> you know what I mean? it's just you know what rappers are better what you know what team yeah. you i mean david simon's take... coming back now to baltimore he starts both start up a show in july i know i know yeah. i've been i've been i've been all over that casting director like white on rice yes um, be i'll hope we'll be working on it so yeah, yeah. no sure dude absolutely because you know and also wow. i got a, i got a movie that i've been working on with uh, a mini series that it's going to be shoot a lot we're going to shoot a lot in baltimore takes place there in turn of the century. So it should be pretty fun. But um, yeah, I'm glad we're talking about city on a hill because I just, that I'm really digging. And then the next thing coming up, which is I'm telling you it's going to be hot shit is, um, is uh, Barry Jenkins uh, underground railroad for Amazon. Yeah. Should we go right into that already? Cause I did have a couple questions about Randy Fitch. Let's talk about Randy Fitch. Let's Let's see. Tell us about the the character. uh, What you what, how you brought on his accent first of all because is it a bostonian accent yeah, or is it, bostonian, North yeah. I just it is a bostonian I, accent yeah. yeah of which of which now i'm like you know there was so much time between episode 201 and episode 20 there was a whole different year <laughs> so it's like <laughs> somehow by the time we got to 205 eh, that boston accent was not as quite as sharp as it was right pronounced in the first that's just a little spoiler alert for those who are watching. And me, <laughs> me being the anal retentive, you know, uh, uh, you know, the master uh, artistry guy that I am. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, Randy Finch, you know, uh, it, it, what's kind of actually, because it falls into a little bit of like, the banker's work, which is one of the things for anyone that really doesn't understand 
what redlining is <clears throat> and how much it was uh, what I call it economic genocide against African Americans, in mm. my opinion, to not allow them to be part of the of the real system, right. to own to own property and to be able to finance and help each other's business, to 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 hold to hold back the financial structure is 100% calculated. There's no two ways about it. And I know this even when I grew up in Chicago, my dad was was trying to buy a business in a red-lined area, which forced him to have to put a 30% deposit down on on you know for the for the property because it Just was in because, a red line. Right. It was a red because it was deemed in a tough area around right. near downtown Chicago. And that's that 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 prohibited my dad from really being able to to do all the things he was able to do. And he's a white dude. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right. Not a middle class. We were all middle class trying to do stuff. So there was there is a system in place, I believe, and I've seen it. I've experienced it, but nowhere near to the extent that others have. And so in this storyline, in terms of Randy Finch, there were certain areas, Hyde Park, uh, certain areas like there in Jamaica Plains. JP back then was predominantly white and JP now is still is still is, is becoming more predominantly African-American. So certain areas the, the the whites the working class whites did not want African Americans in certain areas Roxbury certain places they just mm. didn't want that 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 element to be there because okay. if you sell that house to one person then they're going to move in and they'll have cousins and that and then all of a sudden there goes the neighborhood so there is there was you know Finch was part of that Fleet Bank is a real bank in Boston that was notorious for making for drawing the lines in a particular working class area to keep the whites there and keep mm -hmm. the blacks out. Yeah, and which is why you gave your scene partner such a hard time. Absolutely. Two weeks. Hey, if she's late, at, I would give two weeks to anybody else. But because she's black and she was two weeks late, uh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to foreclose. You wow. know, and then because that other woman has power. And had money at the bank. It was a great role reversal thing. I'm not going to uh, uh, spoil it for everybody, but there is that you know there is a, it's a power scene, and and it's a, it, and it's race. It, it, it's 100 race. He moved from Hyde Park. Now, mind you, he moved from Hyde Park to become to go to this particular bank. So they had he was brought there as an agenda guy, right. you know. Get rid of the deadbeats, those who are not paying their mortgages on time. Anybody who's a different skin color who can't afford to be there, get you know you're brought from another area into there. It's not it wasn't by accident. Either he purposely chose it, or someone brought him in there as 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 the you know as the as the grim reaper. So you know it's it's a you know it's it's a it's an interesting kind of role. And then then you know the power structure switches a little bit when it gets to when it gets to as as it moves further along in the story but the, you know my scenes are with Grace Campbell it's, she's a great yes. character to follow if you guys were fans of um the other David Simon series uh about the porn industry on HBO oh uh, um you know what i'm talking about yeah come on you guys come on now let this wheel's turning i know it's turning uh, James James, um, James Franco was in it, played two different roles in it. It's about the porn industry. Whatever the case is, uh, my my oh, scene. The, the Deuce. The Deuce. That's it. The Deuce. Yeah. The wheels are turning. My yeah. scene partner, uh, Parnell Walker. Parnell Walker. Parnell Walker plays Deuce. Grace Campbell. Yeah. You know, one of the big, 
big, big buxom uh, prostitutes on 40s. And she's a wonderful actress. So solid. She's friends, dear friends of mine. And we got to work together and she's fantastic. That's fantastic. I mean, the, the first episode of season two was just so much happening. I mean, the, Kevin Bacon's lady friend ODing on cocaine yeah. and, um, you know, being dropped literally scene. on... Literally trapped in the front of the just ER. Just dumps her on the sidewalk outside the. Yep. <laughs> roll roll her out. Off. Roll her out and peel off. And then Aldous Hodge being called a um, a Huxtable. Oh yeah. N word and then just like all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, <laughs> I think if we this would be the kind of show that you could take a shot of whiskey for every f bomb dropped. Oh, one hundred percent. This is definitely yeah. For those are yeah. And when I'm doing my Q and A's with actors, we do we have a we what called a buzzword. Yes. So when that buzzword is spoken, we all drink. And some people pick like love or audition or you know actor, and I'm like, oh, dude, we've done we've said it ten times, and we're only fifteen minutes in the show. We got another hour and a half to go. <laughs> people are gonna get shit faced, you know. So yeah, put that against Ozark. Yeah, <laughs> with Ruth. Right. <laughs> So for all you, for all you, uh, uh, if you guys want to start drinking, because we, you know, we're now now you can take your masks off in certain larger places. Yes. And, and if you're yes. looking for uh, to binge watch and binge drink, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, I'm a new fan. I'm a new Sydney fan. James. Hill, uh, drinking game. I I'm all for it. If it gets you to watch, I'm all for it. I my, yeah. I mean, you, you're this first episode, and I again, I skipped ahead in preparation for having you on, but now I got to go back to season one. Yeah. Let me get all that backstory going on, but it's yeah, a brilliant good. show. Thank you. It's Thank a very you. brilliant I, show. I'm a lucky dude to be part of it. And you know, I, I circled around that show many times in different roles in season one. And then this thing came up and I was like, it was all kind of perfect. I just happened to be in New York at the time. Yeah. You know, ironic, ironically, before I went in, uh, uh, before I went in for that, audition and i went in live because it was it was still you know no covid yet right i had i had been sick i had been i got i sat on a plane next to a couple the january 6th of 2020 that just got off a cruise in san francisco you followed the early days of covid but it came off these fucking cruises in san francisco because when i came home I spent two full weeks coughing and losing sense of smell and taste. Oh, by the time by the time I went to go get tested for the antibody six months later, there was no sign of it. But I'm telling you, I had something that I never had before in my life. And that I, and so the day that I the day before I went in for my audition, uh, that was February at that point. I had been so sick for so long. I had blood in my urine. All kinds of shit was happening. This I is before. For, this is before I went in. People the, knew what I, it was. I, I thought I had fucking lung cancer because I coughed so much. I had like a cyst on my on my rib cage. Jeez. And I thought, oh, my God, I got I don't smoke, but I got lung cancer. Right. And I looked it all up and it's and I slept maybe two hours before I went into that audition. I saw my Holy funeral. Smokes. I saw my kids crying. And then literally oh. right after that audition, I went downtown and I got an X-ray on my chest to see, to, to find out if I had cancer. I literally thought I was a dead man when I went in. So those are the circumstances with which I, I got in. So when she goes, he goes, could you just be a little more racist? Could you be a little more angry? And I'm like, no problem. I got no problem with that. You know? He goes, come, come a little hard. And I'm like, no, nah, I got it. I'm good. Let me know when you're ready. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I'm so, you know, fear. I'm just, 
Yeah, you got all that pent up And then the minute I got out of there, yeah, they were like, I got it all out of my system. I got out of there. X-rays like, dude, there's nothing on. There's no clouds. There's nothing in your lungs, you know? And then it turns out I just was like passing a stone, like, you know, it's a kidney stone because I was on a keto diet. Yeah, I was on a keto diet for three months and I like had, you know, max amounts of protein and no carbs. And it's like, yeah, they were like, of course, I got it. That's all it was. Oh, that's all it was. (laughs) I thought I was dead. I saw, I saw my funeral, you know what I mean? I'm watching overhead, watching the kids cry, you know? <laughs> and this is the audition for City, this is for City on the Hill, right? Yes! Okay, okay. Best yes. sort of stands to audition. Right. Think, you, right. think you're dying. <laughs> that is, I'm the, like, there's an actor's And then you secret. get the gig, and you're like, thought I was dying. <laughs> and I got the job. Audition as if it was your last day. There it is. That's how you <laughs> Right on. Well, speaking of cocaine, because it was, it was kind of like the theme of uh, yeah. the, first, <laughs> the, the first episode you appeared in. I want to talk a little bit about righteous the steps. That's we use all the time, Al. We have to have a con- we, I think we all have to have intervention right now, Al. <laughs> when, you're, when, you, when you're segueing about coke, you go back to the coke. Let's go back to the cocaine. I remember <laughs> yeah. I would love to say no one's talking right. about cocaine, dude. You're like, <laughs> righteous gemstones, man. Yes. That, that first episode, that pilot, my God, yeah. wow! Um, like, I had this to grip about. Now, when it's we last watched one comedy, what is it? Yeah. Yeah, when we last had you on, James, you were talking about it. We hadn't seen it yet. Now, the world has seen it. My hopefully. God, it's a dark comedy, dysfunctional televangelist family, um, and just the the first episode is just just a WTF, what the fuck moment. Oh, oh yeah, when do, um, do you see two one? Oh brother, I've read all episodes in second season. Let me just you have you already right read. Now. Okay, wow. Let me tell you right now, I'm not giving you any spoiler alerts. Okay, we got another three years. What? Uh, what he's written and what he's laid out. Wait a minute. Is, it was green is, lit for green no, lit or dude. Okay. There's enough there for three years. Is there enough for three years? Okay. One hundred percent. Holy we're, smokes. We're, go, we're going deep and wide. When you thought when you thought <laughs> Kenny Powers was about Kenny Powers, and then when that Kenny Powers story is over, so is the show. When it was just about two people, vice principals, when they were up, you know, then you're like, then where do we go with this? But when you have 60 storylines, 60 characters that you can choose from to build and then go back and people, the family history. Nah, dude. I told my son, I was like, don't be shocked if you're you on and your show. son will have work and, for and you graduate college and you're still on this show. Dude, like, well, yeah, I, I read an interview that that um, Danny does intend for the show to go years. longer than, than than Kenny Powers. Oh, yeah, He's bound absolutely. He's yeah, one of yeah, yeah. He, they've wow. really set up the family tree, the storylines, the, the 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 yeah. It, it's it's going because what I've seen in the, I was hoping for it, but when you start out in, when you two oh one, we're we're going deep and wide. That's all I can okay. tell you. Okay, so twenty twenty one later twenty twenty one is when we're getting uh, season two. I guess is we because we're, we 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 got pushed back an entire year due to COVID. Yeah. Due to COVID, but last time what we did is we shot all through the summer and we we aired in October. I hope that's what we're gonna do again because our we had a, we had the great spot. We had the old uh, Game of Thrones spot. Succession was our opener and then it was us. So Dude. if they can keep us in that same Game of Thrones spot and Succession is our opener, yeah. nah, we're good. We're good. 
Yeah, that is absolutely just, you know, brilliant. Like, yeah, no, dude, I'm I'm telling you, if you guys love season one, season two is like it it you know let it fly. Yeah, and Chad, you were just thanks. your Chad character, James was just just was was great to watch. It was a joy to watch. Um, and not my dick. I think we talked about that. I have a body. That's double. what I want. That's what I was going. That's what I was going I for. You. Everybody's yeah, going for the pin dick. Did know, you consider doing uh, your own nudity? I did. You did consider it. I did because I did Six Degrees of Separation on Broadway back in in 1990, where I was full frontal. Uh, oh, eight, eight shows, eight shows a week. So hopefully I wasn't no that problem. cold. Hopefully it wasn't a cold. Uh, you know, I made sure, you know, I kind of, you know, you got to play, you know, just you <laughs> shake it a little bit before you get on there. It's got some good, it's got good AC over at Lincoln center. I could tell you that, but my okay. only costume was, was a pair of socks, you know? Okay. Yeah, so my point on. is I'm not afraid of that. That did, that didn't bother me. Now, mind okay. you, I was, you know, I had like 7% body fat and I had, long hair and I you know I, I look like the guy that ate that guy but I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, now I look like the guy that, that ate that guy on a, on a plane uh, plane crash but the point is uh, I so I'm not afraid to throw the old boy out there I'm happy and blessed you know thank my thank my father and my genes it's all good okay good. But, but when it comes but when it comes to film and television now Yes. This whole fucking, you know, this shit and like, oh, let me screenshot. Oh, screenshot. Let me, yeah. Like, let me get you up on like, you know, whatever. There's websites or something of, you know, yeah. I've, I've heard there's websites of naked scenes from movies. I'm not saying that I've ever been to one. Yeah, Mr. Spin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, Mr. Whatever it's just, called. But that's yeah. just for women. That's just for women, though. Yeah, yeah they don't do the men. The point is, you don't need anybody taking pictures of your junk, you know? And yeah. I got kids. So... But then here's what they did is they lied to me and they said, uh, well, you know, Danny's going to do full frontal. Everybody's doing full frontal this season. And I, and, and we, knew about euphoria, we knew about euphoria and I'm like, you know what? I'm calling bullshit on that. I don't think Danny McBride who has a like multi-million dollar deal with HP. I don't think he's putting his dick out. I don't, I, I say bullshit. I call, I call, I'm a poker player. I'm calling your bluff motherfucker. I'm calling it, right? <laughs> and so I did, and then the casting directors had, this is where the casting directors, they still kind of, they, they make a joke about it, but there's a little, they hate me a little bit. Because they're like, James, we had to look at like 200 people's dicks to pick what? this one. And so then it was like, and then when they picked it, he, they literally, when you get oh, yeah, no, picks, they, they, they literally got dick pics. Yes, and they had to do it live, dick pics. and people had to sign, like, releases, and it was only going to be, you know, you had to pull it down, and you had to show your belly. You had to be totally nude, because it, it was my belly, and, you know, and this one dude, I love him. I, I can't remember his name. I'm, I'm such an asshole that I don't. You only know the on, name of his dick. <laughs> he's on IMDb. He gives himself credit. And here's the thing. So then I go, I'm like, dude. Why did you pick the it's like Danny, why did you pick the guy with the smallest dick? It's like the pin <laughs> dick. Because it was funny. It's really funny. <laughs> and I go, yeah, but now people think I have this little fucking pin dick. dick. I said, <laughs> can't get fucking late at school because generationally they think he's got a pin dick too. You're the son of a dad. So telling my son's game, this is not good for everyone. He goes, You had a chance to set the record straight. Did they yeah. did they not ask? Did they ask you first? I was like, yeah, I was doing a pilot. And he goes, yeah, no, you could have set the record straight if you wanted to. And I'm like, fuck you, you big fry. You're making it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. 
lunatic isn't on this show. He's got some 89-year-old yoga instructor that like has this little shriveled dick up there. That's not your dick. Like, you fuck you guys. Like, I'm like, I'm not taking one, you know? But I love the dude because he went on IMDb and he said he's my body double, and he is. And I go, dude, why would you why would you advertise to everybody that you're the that that's your dick? And he goes, It's a recurring role. I'm recurring on an HBO series. He goes, I'm an actor. I just, you know, and I was like, dude, I love this guy because that's dick. You know what I mean? My body double. I love you, man. If you're out there, I, I fucking, you can take one for the team all the way, all the way through. So yeah, there's, there's the long wind story of that one. Yeah. I thought you were going to go through all the dick pics and pick which one looked like yours. That's no. what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> the cat directors hate me because they had to go look at everybody's dick. They're going, <laughs> we have Emmys. We've done thousands of shows. Right. Never had we had to look through people's dicks. <laughs> What did you make us do? And I go, you know, you shouldn't be putting pressure on me. If this is a woman, you would never say this shit to me. Right. It's right. like, yeah, show, show us your twat. You know, it's like, right. you would never say that. You would never say that. You'd never be what? angry at a woman to do it. So why is it? It's a double standard, you know? Yeah. In, so, yeah. in general, male nudity, male frontal nudity in Righteous Gemstone season one. Dude, so oh, maybe. I think he was trying to compete with Euphoria. Because I don't know, Euphoria is like it's like there's every time you turn around, there's a dick happening. You know what I mean? Like Game, <laughs> of, Thrones, Game of Thrones ain't shit. You know, Euphoria. That was more fem- that was more female nudity. In yeah, Game absolutely, of Thrones. absolutely. But yeah, yeah. He keep up with because he because he said, look, there'll be a lot of full frontal nudity when he's pitching. He told me a story. I was pitching to HBO. He's like, we're planning to do a lot of full frontal. Nudity. And they go, well, you know, we got Euphoria. And then Danny turns to David and he goes. How many, how many, uh, how many uh, episodes do they have uh, full frontal? And they go, I don't know, like four or five. And he goes, All right, well, we're gonna have at least double that. Oh God! <laughs> like, and then and then he goes, I thought that would kill the deal, but well, they seem to be all right with it. Oh you know? my like, gosh! So. We're trying to make it less taboo, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> that is crazy. What can you tell us about Chad in season two? Uh, Chad uh, is. Um, can't tell you too much story, so there's good shit, is all I can tell you. Okay. Uh, yeah, and we're still part of the team. Last season, we were called the Goon Squad. We have a new name for our posse. And uh, yes. Chad's got some really I, – I call it Chad 2.0. So all right. There's some, good, there's some good shit in there. And there's some ideas that I want to play around with that I haven't got to set to do it. My son plays Pontius Gemstone. Um, yes. uh, I don't start till June. I do June through September. He nice. started back in uh, early uh, early April, uh, okay. maybe March. Oh, he yeah, already he's on he's on set. This, he's this already time. yeah he's already gone back uh, three times twice now, or he's going to be a third time uh, the end uh, next what month. A, right? What a joy so, to work with your son, uh, dude! I know we don't have any scenes together yet, but yeah. we work in the summer. You know, and we get to be in Charleston together, and we got a family <laughs> there, and so it's really yeah. uh, a joy. It still kind of blows my mind. And if you didn't know uh, the rest of the panel, uh, James' son plays Dan McBride's son. Yes, and John Good's grandson. Oh, wow, little, uh, gemstone, the angry middle son. Yeah, the middle son. And like, we all know about the oldest son, the scumbag he turned out oh, to be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. After, after that. So what a well-written show. Okay, let's move on to Underground Railroad. Yeah, what can you tell us about this? I, I see that it's going to drop in May, and you're yes. going to be in episode two. Yes. So far, at least. Yeah, no, for sure. Episode two. Uh, um, I, I have have any more than that, but um, it's, it's, uh, it's the 21st century roots. 
in terms of what its impact is going to be. It, it, look at all the trailers for it. It's it's viscerally, uh, visually a masterpiece. Barry Jenkins, uh, who did Moonlight and um, If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, it's just, uh, it's it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a, an Emmy and Golden Globe winning miniseries. He did, he directed all eight episodes. Oh, wow. So he did eight feature films, if you think about oh. it. But the music, I believe the music is Terrence Blanchard. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, but it, watch the trailers for it. It's really quite powerful. It's based on- I a actually few, did. It looks yeah, great. It looks fantastic. Book. It, it, each episode is going to be- just arresting. So I think it's going to be kind of, uh, I get, I just, I'm, I'm a luckiest fucking guy. I don't know how I get in these projects. It's no, like, it's brilliant. And, you know, it's I don't know much talent, about man. it, but you know, for me, that was like an interesting kind of wish fulfillment in the sense that, um, I, uh, I remember watching moonlight and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the movie moonlight, but there's a scene in moonlight yes, yes. at the, at the, uh, at the jukebox and it's these two guys that have not seen each other in a long period of time. Yeah. yeah. He goes, well, it was that song. And then he goes over and he like clicks this, clicks the song and then he turns around and it's this, this moment between the two of them. And it's like, shibop, shibop, my baby, shibop, seems like a mighty long time. And it's right. like this fucking incredible. And I go, what kind of director gives an actor that kind of that moment like no dialogue just music playing and just locked in connection between each other and i go that's a fucking director i want to work with like that's and i said that out so loud awesome. like that's a director i want to work with and mm -hmm. next thing you know i'm auditioning for this thing and i didn't i guess i didn't look at it closely i did the audition and then after the fact that i looked to see that barry jenkins was directing it and then when they checked uh -huh. my avails i was like you're kidding me. And then it was like, you booked it. It's working in Atlanta. It was like a little difficult because I was doing a reshoot of Spencer Confidential in Boston. And then I was getting my daughter off to college. It was like everything ha was happening the same week that I'm trying to say goodbye to my daughter. And I had to get up at four in the morning, <laughs> you know, and like I couldn't put her say goodbye and walk her to her dorm, but her mom did. And I was just like, and then I got to get on a plane. Then I got to do Spencer. Then they got to fly me down to Atlanta. Then I got to do all my costume and hair. I got all this. It's a period piece. And so it was a, you know, and then when I got on. Hair. So your character will have hair. I will care. I will have hair. Yes. <laughs> How did you like wearing the wig? Exactly. I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> um, reminds me of when I had hair. Um, <clears throat> but the thing was, I had been close with Michael Beach since, since, um, uh, he was in a Beale Street could talk and, um, he was also in Patriots day with me and he and I are close friends and he, uh, he doesn't do projects that are, that are of that kind of slave era, you know, even though he's worked with Barry before. Right. So he's like, that's just a taboo for him. So I was kind of surprised he wouldn't be part of it cause it's pretty amazing, but he is, you know, I understand and respect everybody's, uh, you know, and wishes. Aldous did a very <laughs> similar show to underground railroad. Yeah, you? very much so. <clears throat> underground with my with my roommate in new york pj marshall right. amazing right. actor that i definitely recommend you guys talk to um because he's doing off-broadway version of hurley burley coming up which is going to be the first one of the first thing things going back into new york in live theater um and pj was on underground and was the overseer and has incredible scenes but but i digress so my point is i get on set and barry was like he came up to me goes hey I saw your audition and 
I watched it and he goes, you're, I said, that's the father from Dallas Buyers Club. And I was like, what? And he goes, I remember seeing that movie and I go, wow, this scene is so intense and powerful. You yeah. know, this scene is like, like a, a, a turning point in the movie, you know? And I was, and he, and, and he goes, I just remember seeing it and seeing your work. And then your audition came in and he goes, I know who that guy is. I said, yeah, let's get, let's, let's pick him. I want to work with him. And nice. I said, that's, and that's very funny. You should say that Barry, because I said, all I need to tell you is the diner scene in Moonlight. I watched that scene and I go, who, I said, that's the kind of director I want to work. He goes, well, this is meant to be, man. They're meant to we be. They made like we were meant to work with each other, and and then I was like, it was just magical all the way through. There was a, a hard timing to our scene, a lot awesome. of camera shots. There was an explosion going off. There's a big fight scene. There was all these complicated things, and I, I just was on on my game that day, just totally on my game because I'm fulfilling a, a wish fulfillment. I'm working with the guy I said wow. I got to work with that guy who also said I want to work with you too, and it was just like boom. So then cut to the Golden Globes. I go out to L.A. And I got invited to the Amazon party and I go and uh, the first person I walk into the room and see is Barry Jenkins. Nice. And I'm not sure he's going to remember who I am. I never make assumptions about it. He goes, James, he goes, I was just cutting <laughs> your scene today. Oh, good. Like, <laughs> of course he remembers you. <laughs> Come on. You're too <laughs> modest. <laughs> it was just too hilarious. So, so yeah, so that, that project's going to sweep, dude. Wow, I mean, Lily gonna, Ray. I think everybody's going to be talking about him, I'm telling you. Joel right. Edgerton, Will Poulter, Megan yeah. June. Um, what else can you tell us about your Abraham character? Uh, Storyline, I can't say much, but, the, but and I, I'll be on, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to hype it, it. I don't have a lot, but I have a nice, big, crucial scene where things kind of turn for the, when the main characters. Okay. So the fun part is I'm in a scene where, there's a you know a, a major shift in terms of the focus of one of the main characters, and I have a I have something to do with that in that regard. But it's like it's it's a period piece. I got the greatest costume, they you know makeup they did like uh, you know everything is just. Well, know, I can't wait to see the wig when it comes out. I, I I I took a pic. <laughs> I actually was not supposed to take pic, but I have a still. Once it comes out, that then still can post it on I've been media. using it for a headshot, you know, for yes. period pieces. Right. I have, agents use it internally we never send it out anywhere right but it's like it's such a great look for me that it's like it could open up a whole bunch of peaky blinder shit for me you know oh, there you go peaky <laughs> you know blinders. Know I mean? I'm, like, I'm gonna get my peaky blinders in yes. or, you know what i mean so uh it's really good shit it's good stuff that is wild yeah. James, wow, we, we thank you so much for joining us on Below the Belt Show for the third time. And uh, I know we wanted to get you back because of all these amazing things you're doing, man. City on a Hill, you got Righteous Gemstone Season 2, and of course, Underground Railroad. James, yeah. thank you so much. Absolutely. If you could, before we let you go for good measure, yeah, yeah. Let, us, let us know who you are uh, throughout uh, City on a Hill, Righteous Gemstone, Underground Railroad. Yep. Let us know you're on below the belt and throw out some something crazy or funny or whatever Absolutely. at the end. That's right. That's uh. Hey, this is James Dumont from Righteous Gemstones and uh, Spencer Confidential on Netflix. And uh, if anybody knows about Below the Belt, I got to be on the Below the Belt show. It's like yeah, you know, I I can't see my belt, so uh, that's why I like to hang with the boys from the Below the Belt. And if you want to see Below the Belt. <laughs> 
of James, go watch Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, it's not, it's not my penis, but, but you should all... <laughs> If you're looking below the belt, exactly. So when I'm when I'm when I'm looking below my belt, I always go to below the belt. So the below the belt show, you're in the right spot. Um, anything else? Oh, that's perfect. That's yeah, that's dude. Awesome. Oh yeah. wow, of course, Spencer Confidential as well. Wow. Yeah, dude. We we just broke a hundred. Uh, we just broke. Yeah, they said a hundred million households. Oh, smart. it was 85, 85 million households at the end of 2020. They, we just we were just told that it, it that it broke a hundred hundred million households. James, wow, uh, I, yeah, the top top top. I think it's number one in, in Netflix. So wow, gonna, first time we had you on, you're the creepy guy from Stranger Things. Yes, <laughs> no. and now you're on all these amazing shows. So I, I love the the um the uh the arc that you've had in your career you, since, since we got, we've had I got you some on. Cool stuff that I can't talk about, but we're gonna but we'll have we'll, we'll, we're, we'll have you back for all that good yeah, stuff, man. I know, but three's three's just not enough. Yeah, like, <laughs> and like of if, course if I'll, I do another Peter Berg, Mark Wahlberg film, we get to four, and then that's what we, means we got to go four. So and and especially that project you have based in Baltimore. Yeah, well, yeah, I would love I would love that 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 may be a while before we can wrap up that. I can talk a little bit about that guy, which is a show that I uh, my own pilot that I wrote, um, and uh, along the lines of like Curb and Louie, and it's pretty fun. And I, I put a few little things of it on Instagram on James Dumont uh, as my Instagram t handle, but it's uh, called That Guy. So between right. somebody and nobody is that guy. Yes. So it's kind of like it's kind of what's it like to be in like fame purgatory? It's a really funny little comedy, and I my son it. is in there. Uh, was, he was much younger. We did a scene with my son. Then we have a scene with my manager. And I'm working with an editor right now in Los Angeles to cut another a scene with uh, – I do like a kind of a – it's my my little version of like kind of Sopranos meets uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm kind of okay. like. So it's a scene with a, myself and my and my faux therapist. Okay. But really, really fun stuff. Um, I'm doing it in small kind of little segments of like little five-minute scenes for now. Okay. And uh, I'll probably keep it that way. There's a little taste of things rather than try to put it in a cohesive thing. But okay. um, and I have a whole Bible written and it's, it's exciting. I, I shot a whole bunch. I have like 300 hours of stuff. Wow. But I, I'm just so busy self taping and I've been teaching on Zoom. So, you know, five times a week. So it's been. Uh, but yeah, when when acting uh, you think coach, it, too, can you, yeah, can you promote your. So you, you do freelance acting coaching? Yeah, I do or, freelance acting coaching, and then I do an on-camera workout on Zoom. I did that. I've been doing it for a full year now. I have about 400 students from as far away as Italy to San Francisco and from Florida to okay. Maine. Is and there a uh, website for that for the instructions? Yeah, it's on the Facebook page. It's on the James, Facebook page. It's on James Dumont's on-camera workouts on nice. Zoom. It's a long-winded title. And we got OnCameraWorkouts.com locked up, but I haven't. But we're just fixing the website now to get it up. But, but on fa it's a Facebook page called James Dumont's On Camera Workouts on Zoom, and um, got about 700 people on there. And then I've had you know four to 500 people kind of float through in the last year. But on Monday nights we do a lab where actors who want to create original content, or if there's people who want to have their material read with actors, it's kind of like an incubation. It's called you know it's a performance lab, writing performance lab. Okay. And then Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, I do an on-camera workout. So I'll send material, real current active audition material uh, that stays within us and stays proprietary. Uh, I'll send it to actors. They work on the material. They can shoot it, upload it onto our Vimeo page. And then we watch playback and they get feedback. They also get, you know, two. So they'll shoot two to three auditions a week. It's almost like I'm their agent. So it's uh, those are the on-camera workouts, it's like going to the gym. So Tuesday and Thursday nights, and we did today, Wednesday afternoons. 
I do mm -hmm. like a lunch crunch, same thing. And then Wednesday nights, like I did tonight, is uh, I do lab work. I've broken down my techniques into four different cores, one core, one, two, three, and four, in terms of first moments, dissecting material, eye lines. Um, and then um, uh, those are on Wednesday nights. And then Friday nights, I do a Q&A, which I recommend to you guys. I do a Q&A, actor-to-actor Q&A on Zoom. And it's always geared, it's always, it's for charity. So I've had Ed Asner, I've had Michael Chiklis, I've had, oh, nice. you know, uh, uh, Michael O'Neill, I've had uh, uh, Robert Wisdom from The Wire, I, you know, I've had tons and tons of people. And so um, I've raised almost $13,000 in less than a year for about 50 wow. different So they, you know, people, my students get it for free. Uh, my regular students get the Q&As for free. Everybody else pays. It's two hours. We drink, we swear. <laughs> Everybody tells their, their actor journey. You know, it's, it's pretty it's like hilarious. an episode of City on the Hill. And Absolutely. And I think my guest this this week is a guy who's the SAG vice president in Utah. But the next week after that is Patrick Kilpatrick. If you guys knows who that is, guy's been in like 200 things. So I like to do the actor's journey stories, um, and they're all for charity. You know, all right? Awesome. So it's really Very fun. Cool. But yeah, dude, I've been that's what I've been doing, and you know, then I got this huge audition for London. It's got due on Friday, so. Ooh, well, good luck with that. And, of course, we're looking forward to Righteous Gemstone Season 2 and more City on the Hill. And, uh, James, thank you so much. It was awesome. Dude, appreciate you guys. I always love being here. Should we do our little thank snapshot you. before yeah, we do it. Chachi? Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Chachi, take it away. All right. On the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Awesome. Nice. James, Incredible interview as always. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Thanks again. Oh, grab this. Let me grab this. Uh, is it still? Grab the shot. There it is. There it is. Thank you guys. Appreciate awesome. you. Thanks so much, James. Well, appreciate you guys. Right, take See care. Right, bye. -bye.